0: TheYeshiva.net. yeshiva.net.
1: Eretz Horim of Koyes Hashamayim Tishtemayim. In Parshus Ekev, Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Claudius Yisrael about the unique virtues and extraordinary qualities and characteristics of Eretz Yisrael. And one of the things he says is it's a Eretz Horim, it's a country, a land of mountains. And it's a land of koyes of valleys. L'metar Shamayim, Tishta mayim. To the rain of heaven, does it get irrigated? Does it drink uh, water? Does it does it quench its thirst? L'metar Shamayim Tishta mayim. Okay, Here there's a long parenthesis with references to uh, where this Pasuk is discussed in Chazal and in Medrash, this is by the Tzamech But five lines later you have, one, two, three, five lines later you have the end of the parenthesis. Pashtun diktuk, the proper grammar should have been, Mi mater tish from the reign of heaven, from the reign of heaven, not to the reign of heaven. He neksiv, the Pasek says, We all know the pasuk in Parshas the human being was Hashem made the human being in selim alekim in the image of Hashem. Pidish. one of the interpretations of this is Tselem, a tselem is by lettuce. It's a protruding Tzura, visage, image. Shekshem and when you imprint it, since it protrudes, nasa shekeya. It becomes indented because since it protrudes, it's called sura by lettuce. It's outward, so therefore, when you're matfisba, when you make an imprint with it, that sura becomes engraved or indented, it becomes shekeya, which means submerged in the product that you're you're doing the imprinting. As it's explained in Sifrei Kabbalah about the ritzu is the scraps of the She'odam hu The Pesach says in Tshir Hashirim, Simani kechoysem arishacha. Place me like a seal on your head. What's Why a seal? You remember the Pesach in Tshir Hashirim? Simani make me like your seal. A stamp. Why choysem? Because a choysem is mishapech. It becomes topsy-turvy. It becomes reversed. If the, You have two types of seals. You have a seal in which the seal is protrudes, it's boilet, it. and then when you place the seal, it becomes indented. And you have a seal that's not boilet, it, but it's actually um, um inverted it's um, recessed it, recess. it's recessed, right? And then when you do when you seal that, then on the contrary, it becomes boilet, it, it becomes protruded. So so he says manikhosim on shall when above there is smile, there is the energy from the left, below it comes out in the opposite direction. It comes out of Yemin Lamata. It comes out right on the below. And the same is true the other way around. From Yemin Lamaila becomes smile Lamata. The source of this is Mishnas Shesidim, one of the great Kabbalistic works that was authored by a man named Rabbi Amnuel Chai. Riky is one of the great uh Mekobolim. He has a safer called Mishnah's Chasidin, Bitikun Tfillan Perikidal Ise He Gabi Zerampin Khhoisim Ha Mishaph. That's why Simei Khhoisam are shekha by the Tfilim. It's like a chhoisem, it also has to do with uh a why, why why is it with the chhism? Because a chhoysim is mishapigh. What is in the source comes out in the opposite direction in the ultimate product. M- mirror image. Huh? Mirror the mirror image. image, right. The mirror image. So when I'm looking in the mirror, what's on the right on one side is on the left on the other side. What's on the left on one side is on the right on the other side. You have that also in Tefillin Sherej, there's the big machlekas between, uh, if you go from the perspective of the one who wears the Tefillin or the perspective of the one who reads the Tefillin, mitzad HaMenech, mitzad HaKareh, But here we're talking about the choysem, that if it's recessed in the choysem, it's going to protrude in the imprint. And if it protrudes in the choysem, it's going to be indented in the imprint. Always mishapich the other way. What is the concept here? The ksiv, the pasik says, L'cha Hashem Hagdula. The Pasek in Divrei HaYam, we say this every single morning, L'cha Hashem HaGedula, vahagvura, V'haTiferes, V'haNetzuch. Who which precedes gevura, represents his Chesed, which comes from his greatness. it becomes reversed below. Remember that which is yemin above becomes smoil below. That which is smoil above becomes yemin below. Becomes the opposite direction. So he says, l'chasham gedula. But what happens, Lamata? We see by Avram, Avram says, He says about himself, I am earth and ashes. What does this mean? midas There's two types of chesed. There's chesed that you give somebody from extras. You have extra, you throw it away. Or you give it away. That's not real chesed. Chesed means a person gives from something that's meaningful to him, something that's part of his life, not moistures, not the extras. Zumidas Yishmol. Yishmol was also a part. Yishmol was, Yishmol was a very social guy. So in many ways he had the qualities of his father. His father was extroverted. His father loved people. His father, but there was a difference. Yishmol gave away the moistures, gave away the extras. That which affects him directly, that Yishmol would not, uh, would not share we see by Avram Avinu, it says that he went back. He went to Mitzvam and then he came back. So Khazal Rashi brings it that he paid back Hakafoisov, he paid back his debts. So he says, Shaloi Loima, so he touches, it wasn't a debt for expenses. It was even that he touches a new vart. Usually he a he was staying in Motel 6 from Israel to Egypt, you know, going down to Egypt. So he had to pay back because it, it was all on a credit card. He titesh, he had to pay back because he was giving tzedakah even when he didn't have. Mm-hmm. Naturally, the assumption of people is, you say, that's the halacha, my life comes first, if I have extra, I share. Avraham wasn't that way. Avraham Avinu sheared even, he treated others like he treated himself. He didn't see himself as superior to everybody else, on the contrary. This is generally the quality of Mayim. The Gemara says that Mayim, they always find the lowest place and that's where they go. So Avram Avinu was Nibchina of Mayim, that naturally he always connected to somebody who was in a lower place. He would never be content with not going down there and reaching out to that person. Nimtzem Nimshech Lamata so, what happens is from Gedula Lemaila, which is expression, that's a protruding seal, the way it's translated in the human emotion is that it creates a sense of Anoichi offer a sense of. A per, the, the sense of a person who's not protruding, who on the contrary, who feels extremely humble, who's like Mayim, So L'cha Hashem HaGdula is a protruding chesed, which is chesed, which is expressive, which is greatness. The way that translates in Avramavin or the way that translates Lamata is, what happens to the imprint? It becomes recessed. Where, it's where, indented. Where do you see that gedula is chesed, except for the fact
0: that it precedes Gvura? I mean that's what that's what tells us that gedula means chesed. Yeah. Not with the chasha <laughs> <gdula>,
1: magvura.
0: <laughs> and where do you see that means protrusion, the protruding type of chesed? How is that implicit in the word gedula? I understand that's obviously recessed, but where do you see gedula carries the connotation of of protrusion?
1: I, I would like, assume the Pashtas that gedula means an expression of greatness, of largeness, of expansiveness, of, expansiveness, of majesty. So the gedula, Lamaila creates the bittle, the sense of humility, l'matein avram avinu. I the question before on the Trollin, someone was asking, it says, I'm sorry, chesem ya? Yes, yes, thank you, I stand corrected. Simenik chesem alibacha, right. Place me like a seal on your heart. Vihine, avas, Hashem, believe, amoi, the ava of Hashem in the heart of his nation is ke'esh bayara, is like a glowing, a burning fire. Kedixivit says in Shirah Shirim, Rishafer, Her glow is a glow, like a fiery glow, a coal that's on fire, is called Rishafe, is a coal that's burning. Rishafer, Rishafeesh, Kemosh, Rishafeitze, Bativa. Laalis Lamaila, just like fire naturally seeks, it yearns, to go upward. The soul of the Jew by nature desires to cleave in Hashem and depart, transcend the material. Now it's the opposite direction. When you have smoila, not gedula, but gvura, that's the concept of the left side, which represents histalkos, aloofness, departing, moving away, listalake. So then what happens Lamila? That's a recessed seal. So then Lamata you have Yimin, you have the tremendous love Lamata. So from Chesed Lamila comes from Yemin Lamaila comes Smeila Lamata. From Smeila Lamaila comes Yemin Lamata. of That's why it says about Eretz Yisrael. What's Eretz Yisrael? It's a mountain. It's a land of mountains and valleys. Mountains represents the Gedula, a person's sense of expansiveness, like a tall, splendid mountain a valley is on the contrary it's recessed it's, oh. a noichi off of a eifer, it's a place of humility this represents how both of these qualities are experienced by the person in his own so you have here the two qualities that define Eretz Yisrael fire and water Eretz represents here the community of Israel the Jewish people are the land the land, the earth contains in it endless resources and treasures. That's what a Neshama is. Eretz. It's a land. Yesh Bahorim. It has in it mountains. This is the yearning. The going upwards. The Gemara says in Psachim Avram called it a mountain. We have Avram, Yitzchak and Yaakov, Avram, Karei Har and Yitzchak Karei Sada and Yaakov Karei Bayis. There's different types of mountains. There's a love that's associated with joy. There's a love that's associated with frustration. Like, you're lovesick. The harim, this is the arousal from below. It's the the seal that protrudes Melmata Lamaila that comes melmata and goes upward Lamaila. V'zehu p'chinesh eish. This is the eish, because the eish, the the eish, huh, goes upwards here. Avopkoi is the valley, hu p'chinesh choysem The valley is the choysem shaykeya. It's the recessed seal. Shamol mata hay nupchinis This is a sense of nullification. of yiru sense of awe. Nupchinis mesim atzme kishrayim. He treats himself the opposite of arrogant, like Shiray. Upkoyes loshen rabim. Why the upkoyes loshen Again, he has gamkin nupchinis yiru tator, but yiru Like in love, there's different forms of awe. There's a lower or There's a higher or Ki as it's known. Asher dalad oisius hashavayyeh. The four letters of Yudkevovke. Urechimu, starts off with Dekilu is Yira in Aramaic and then it goes to Ava and then it goes to another Ava and then it goes to Yira. So you have the lower level of Yira followed by the lower level of Ava followed by the higher level of Ava followed by the higher level of Yira. Rechimu, There's two forms of love and awe that's why it's a land of mountains not mountain and valleys the Efsir Shazoh Harim Upkoyes Beis Pchinas Harim and Base Pchinas and Base Pchina Beis Pchinas Pkoyes. You have two types. So he says, VeHineis Harusa the Leilanim Shechma De Dei Harusa the Lasato ShebePchinas Mayim the Lasato G'doy Level Yoyna Yoisimis Harusa the Leilanim This iris from above that comes from this iris of below in a state of water, is greater than the iserous that comes through fire. Meaning, From a person being protrused, when a person protrudes, what does it create? The opposite, a sealed When a person has a iseris, that's recessed, it creates above the opposite, the protruding chaisa. The revelation of ein without any garments, as the pasuk says, v'im isarusa Mamshich isarusa the laele elyoinayoyser mimasha nimshah gaday isarusa the lasata b'p'chines rishveish. The isarusa the of 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 mayim, which represents the bittel, not the fire. The fire is the yearning above, the protrusion, but the mayim is makem namoch anoichi off of afer. That creates a deepest erosadal Why? Because that creates protrusion above. In other words, God completely reveals himself. Where the person's expansiveness creates above a sense of concealment, that the seal above gets concealed. So it works both ways. The chayisim works both ways. When Hashem is Megala himself gedula, it creates of a efer by Avram the chayisim shekeye. When Hashem, on the contrary, conceals himself, the chayisam shekeya, it creates lamata, the Yemin, the gilui, the eish, right? The ava, when he conceals himself. That's what he says. When there's stalkus lamayla, smile, there's yamin lamata. But it also goes the other way around. When there is shekeya, when there is boilat lamata, yamin lamata, in other words, protrusion, fire that rises up, it creates lamayla a chayisam shekeya. On the other hand, when by a person there is mayim anoichiy of a e for shekeya, it creates lamata the deepest, the gilui without any levushim. That's why he says that the isarusa is the that comes from the mayim is far greater than the sarusa the that comes from the eish, because the eish is chosim so it creates shekeya. God is recessed, but from the mayim is a chosim shekeya, so it creates lamaila, a chosim boilit, the absolute. The absolute revelation. Okay. this also you could see in the bitl. from the harem comes the p'kayis. When Hashem is in a state of mountains, it creates valleys. From the harem comes the p'kayis. The Zoyar says, What's the law? The Zoyar says, Yaakov diluted the wine with water. Armei, Mayim Yitzchak wanted a good meal, and a good meal you have wine. Yaakov put in water to the wine. That's Delohi. It wasn't regular It was a double drink. It was a double beverage. Why did he put wine into water into the wine? Because he wanted the water, he wanted the chosem Shikeya. not the wine which is expensiveness. Nichnas yain, said he wanted the Mayim, because it creates a much deeper blessing. Vizou limitar hashamayim tishtamayim. This answers the puzzle. Okay, I think we need a little bit of. Uh, okay. let's take a little half socket here. No kidding. A <laughs> okay. wine break. It's a, it's a, a wine break, yeah? <laughs> or maybe we have to dilute it with a little water, no?
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Chesed. Well, why the people? time of the Shas, they had to. They had to. Mizug Hayayim was never. You had to because like if not, there was. Uh, second, you know, huh? It was, it's, it's true unless you're a great connoisseur, you know, and you're an expert on drinking. Huh? could do as metaphor also. You
0: see, the valley is the fertile place. Take a little seed. You know, you plant it in the fertile valley.
1: You're saying valleys are more fertile. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's a lot, a lot that was said here. A lot that was said here, and really, like in every one of these maimorim, you have here a uh, a uh, perspective both <coughs> in terms of avodas Hashem, which is what he's discussing. But it also it trickles down. It's reflected almost in every area of life. He made a statement that the four letters of Vofke represent four emotions. The chilu. Rechimu, rechimu, dechilu, which are Aramaic words for yira, ava, ava, yira. In other words, the lowest hay, ke vofke, So we go from bottom up. The last hay is yira. Then you have a vav is ava. Then you have another hay is ava, and then you have the yud, the highest, the first letter, which represents the highest because it's, it's it comes down. It's it's a evolution yud and hay and vav and He. It's a seminal point that represents the ultimate year, and that's why it's very small. What's the this? Huh? What's the this again. The highest year, that the first year, that's Yira. Yira yeah. 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 Ava Ava Yira. Last one was, hey, was, was It's a different Yira. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different year. There's Yira Tatar He so, said right. the lower level of Yira. That's the beginning. Then you go to Ava, the lower level of Ava, Ava Zuta. Then you go to the next level of Ava, Ava Rabba. Then you go to Yir Eilah, the higher level of Yir. And that's Eretz Harim of Koyas. What's Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is the Jewish soul, is Eretz Yisrael. This is even in Pshat. The Svas Emes says, it says in Balak, Bilam says, Mei Er Enu, Umigvoyis so there's many interpretations. As Bilam looks at Eretz Yisrael and he says, As I look at the peak of the mountains, er-enu I see the Jewish soul. If you study the soil of Eretz Yisrael, it mirrors Neshama Sisrael. In other words, the very land of Eretz Yisrael is the Jewish soul. There's an organic connection between the Jewish people and the Holy Land. That like Rashi says in B'chukaysay, that in the Toyek Hashem says when you get exiled the land will remain desolate, so it actually says it's absurd, that no nation, empire or culture will be able to successfully settle and make the land fertile. And it's an interesting phenomenon that when you study history, many attempted because Israel is a very strategic piece of land between the south and the north, and uh, it was and Asia? Between Europe and Asia and the key to get to Egypt and so forth that's why so many wars like somebody once said Israel is a great country it's just in a bad neighborhood <laughs> but it's also a very strategic neighborhood so um, so in Nothing in, in, in Gashmi it was a good place rocks but nobody was successful with it so this is a fascinating thing so this face says Bilam says and er I see him in the mountains. In the mountain, that I could see a picture, an image of the Jewish soul. They're deeply connected. It's not two separate things. Now, so Eretz is the Jewish soul, which is Eretz Israel, connected to Eretz Yisrael. It's a place of mountains, a place of valleys. Mountains is two levels of Ahava. Valleys, two levels of Yira. The mountain protrudes... You're in a state of, of of growth, of absolute expansiveness. The valley, of course, represents humility. What are these four stages? So every relationship has these four stages, or could have these four stages, and they begin with always. You start with year, then ahava, then ahava, then year. And you'll see here the connection with the previous maimer, obviously. You always start with Yira. A relationship starts with Yira. In simple English, it's called respect. Boundaries. If there's no respect for the other boundaries, you don't start a relationship. That's not a relationship. The relationship immediately starts with me choking you, with me owning you, with me crazy about you, obsessed. This is not a relationship. It may be an infatuation. It may be fun. It may be exciting for a few minutes. Maybe for a few days, maybe for a longer time. But a re- real relationship begins with Yira. Yira is a sense of awe, which represents reverence, distance, respect, boundaries. There is you, and there is me. And my space ends here, and your space begins here. That's Yira Tata. It's the basic respect. I'm now talking about, about it being Adam Lachaveira. Of course, when you're talking between a person and Hashem, it's elevated to a, a deeper state of consciousness, but it's, the concept is similar. From there, a person could go to the next stage which is love. A lower level of love. What's the lower level of love? I love you because I enjoy you. I appreciate you. I gain so much from you. Like we learned before in Tazriya, so is Tazas, al-manas pras. I want a piece of you. Do I want all of you? I'm not sure I want all of you. Because <laughs> that's a whole different part of the process. Now, There was a philosopher who once said, we don't love other people, we love our version of them. Okay, Think about that. There's a truth to that. We don't love other people, we love our version of them. I love my version of you, I have a certain version of you, and that's what I love, that's what I like. But essentially it's all part of the same idea. It's love that is based on, I love myself, and you give so much to me, And therefore, I love you. So who do I really love? I love the you that contributes to the I. Now, that's not an evil thing. It's a good thing. In fact, the whole world runs. The whole world revolves around that. All business partnerships. All basic acquaintances and friendships. I mean, I gain something from you and you gain something from me, right? That's why we're just partners. There's investors. There's managers. Everyone has a give and a take and we contribute together and hopefully to a larger good. and, and, And that's how it works. And people don't always have to overanalyze over and dissect it. And many relationships are based on this, you know. The wife gets from the husband and the husband gets from the wife. And then that's avazuta. That's, it's a very deep powerful love. But then there's a much higher love. The higher love is actually when I love you. I actually love you. I don't only love my version of you. Or in other words, I don't only love the you that contributes to the I. But I actually really cherish you. I want a relationship with you. That's the that's higher the ava. love, ava, that's yeah. That's the second ava. So we had already yira, ava, and ava. Okay, then, and then we have the highest level of yira, which can only come after the first three. And the higher level of yira is really the higher ava, the way it translates in the person, so to speak, forfeiting their ego. the presence of the other, because Ava, by definition, there's always a sense of I, yesh mishai, of I love you. Even though today in text messages we don't have to say the word I, but we know in English you can't say love you. There has to be an I that loves you. So it's not just Mitzat Grammar, it's also Mitzat Toichen. Love, by definition, is about the I. I am experiencing an emotion towards you. The question is what the nature of that love is. Where Yireh, Yira is actually where the person is capable of completely choosing, choose I say the word choosing very importantly, with my disclaimers, choosing to forfeit or melt away in the reality or the presence of the other. This is Yudke Vovke. It starts with Yira, it goes to Ava, it goes to Ava, and it goes to Yira. Yud and then the hay, and then the vav, and the hey. that's the four letters of Shem Eretz Yisrael, like the Jewish soul, is Eretz Harim of Kayas. There are two mountains, and there are two valleys. But here comes the unique distinction that he's making. And this is the Chosem, the Chosem HaMes When Hashem reveals himself, it translates into a offer of Translates into a I shouldn't use the word recession, but it translates maybe yes, it translates into the person feeling like a valley, becoming like a valley, an open, empty space that's that's recessed. When Hashem conceals himself, it translates into a sense of expansiveness, of greatness. Now you would think it should be the other way around, but it's not because it's always ha hamasaph and the same is converse why is this the answer is because when infinity reveals itself the person loses their sense of self when infinity conceals itself the sense of self emerges so god suspends his infinity in order to create room for human identity to emerge the human being now suspends his identity to allow for God's infinity to emerge. So, by Hashem concealing His energy, it allows for human energy to become far more expansive. So, from Smoil Lamaila becomes Yemin Lamata. From Smoil Lamaila becomes Yemin Lamata. The person becomes the mountain. From Yemin Lamaila, which is Giloi. Avramavinu says, an Afar ve'ifer. So by Matan Teirah, when you have the greatest revelation, mm-hmm. They felt distance. They felt in the most humble space. The more revelation of infinity, the more humble you become. Which really brings out a very fundamental idea generally about one of the hardest topics in today's Jewish world is the chosen people maybe not this crowd I'm not sure depends who but generally it's not politically correct it's not PC to talk about CP did you understand it's not politically correct to talk about chosen people it's not PC to to talk about CP. Because it it, it, it it conjures racism, bigotry, intolerance. I'm better than you. So I'm not now getting into that whole sensitive and important topic. You know, what the definition of racism is and intolerance and bigotry and so forth. But tell the worst thing you can tell an enlightened Jew is you're the chosen people. No, I'm not. I'm a human being. I'm a member of the human race. Stop using these ancient, archaic images that just create problems. Anti-Semitism. So Elie Wiesel used to say Jews were chosen, not necessarily for benefits. (laughs) Or uh, who said? Tuvia said. uh, Tuvia says. uh, Why don't you choose somebody else? Right. I know we're the chosen people. Maybe for once you'll choose somebody else, so we will be able to have a better life.
0: Could learn. Yeah, the It's
1: like the, huh? the bochah goes over to someone else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are it's a very bro- sensitive issue. It's a sensitive issue. Now it's a funny thing. Tell an Italian, you're the chosen people, yeah, of course. <laughs> Tell a Brit, you're the chosen, of course. Sun never set in the British Empire. Tell a Japanese fellow, you're chosen. What's the question? Sun rises first in Japan. Tell a Puerto Rican, tell anybody, tell an Arab. Everybody is chosen, they like it. You tell a Jew he's chosen, it's like the worst curse in the world. And they're very embarrassed by it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the secular, so to speak, educated, enlightened Jew. The truth is that there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what God choosing you means. Why are Jews so allergic to this? Or to put it differently, why do we have a pathological concept of self-hate. Jews have an issue with themselves that is very, very complex, very deep. Where does it come from? The answer is this Vart. You see, when you're chosen by a boss of Adam, when you're chosen by a king, by a uh, top executive, by a monarch, by an overlord, by a major influential person who chooses you, it naturally naturally conjures or could conjure a feeling of arrogance. I'm better than everybody else. I was chosen, you were not chosen. So I could see that in itself in two ways. I could view it as a as an invitation or a privilege to help other people. I could see it as an opportunity to abuse other people. And that's really the real key issue. It's not whether you're chosen or not. It's what you do with your feeling of being chosen. But that's if a human king chooses you, you could feel superior to other people. When God chooses you, however, or to put it in the words of this mind, when there's L'cha Hashem HaGdula, when there's Atare Soladas, when there's expression, when there's yemin Lamayla, then what happens to the person who's chosen is actually something very, very different. When God chooses you to be in a relationship with Him, it means infinity invites you to be in a relationship with infinity. But to be in a conscious relationship with infinity, you know what that means. That means your ego got to go to the dustbin. So what do you become? You become a valley. You don't become a mountain. You become a valley. Because in the presence of infinity, you realize there's nothing else. So you are just part of infinity. You don't have a separate ego. So when God chooses you, it's basically a choice to become nothing. He's choosing you to have a conscious relationship with infinity and in others, to become aware of the fact that your ego has no separate identity outside of him. So whenever I hear a Jew screaming that he's not part of the chosen people, I say, ah, now I know that you're Jewish. It's so hard for you to feel chosen because that's what it means you're chosen by God. That the slightest sense of superiority drives you mad. Because that's exactly what it means to be chosen by God. Yaakovino says, Why? Why? The answer is because the more you min Lamaila, the more Smail Lamata. The more Chesed Lamaila, the more revelation, the more you feel Him, the more you feel your inadequacy as a separate creature. The more your ego melts away, the more the sense of narcissism, inflation, bloated, arrogance, the disproportionate sense of self just melts away into oblivion as you become part of the cosmic or even super cosmic oneness. If there is concealment, now you could become a mountain. If there's revelation, now you become a valley. When there's harem, you become kayas. Whenever this tremendous revelation, now is katointi. You don't find space for yourself as a separate being. Where, where are you going to fit it in? Where are you going to fit it in? Where are you going to put it? You don't even want it to exist. It becomes a burden. You just let it go away. You just want to become part of the truth that you're feeling. The larger truth you're feeling. That's why Moshe was un of me. Yes. Know. That's why Moshe was of mine. Moshe didn't know he's more talented. You think Moshe didn't know that he knew more than most people or all people? He didn't know that God speaks to him and nobody else? Moshe was a tough person. He was a revolutionary. How could you revolt against a superpower and overthrow your own Zayda? Pariah was a step Zayda. He grew up by him. He grew up by him and then he over. people don't think about it. Moshe, when he spoke to Para, he was speaking to his stepfather. He grew up with this man. Moshe goes into Para, He goes he knows him. <laughs> He grew up by him. And then he tells him, Send, let my people go. Pari looked at Mosheth and said, is like my baby. I changed your pampers. Mosheth knew who he was. He was a revolutionary. How can he be more humble? Fakert. Real humility is not about denial of, of, of talents or, or resources. It's in the presence of infinity. One becomes ashamed naturally with anything that protrudes outside of it. He has no place to put it. There's like, an expression in Yiddish: in uh, um, In other words, he he, does, he doesn't know where, to, like we said, he doesn't. You don't know where to place you don't. You don't know where to place yourself, right? So sometimes it comes out of self consciousness. But here it's you don't know not where to place yourself. You don't know where to place the self. You don't know where to place the sense of self. The sense of self is too cumbersome. And it, it it melts, it melts. So the amen. what does it do? It essentially makes you feel unchosen. <laughs> the most unchosen, right? So that's why anybody could become a Jew. It's not like anybody could become a Jew. If you want to convert, you can become a Jew. There's one condition. The condition is that you have to take a needle and pop the balloon. You have to pop the bubble. If you're ready to be in a conscious relationship with that which allows you to feel a sense of nothingness in terms of ego, then you can become a Jew. I think
0: this this is a very important point, though. Yeah. This is not that God, you may uh, automatically create smaller uh, small that's the way you were supposed to respond. Yes, no, yes, yes, yes. To respond to yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Avram chose to respond. Yes, yes, yes. But it's not the small, automatic right, mirror right. image of Yemin. This is That's the right. appropriate It's not a
1: natural mirror right. image. This is the appropriate Yes, person. yes. Avram chose. Right. When, when yeah. one experiences Yemin, their response is an ostensible. Many
0: smile. problems with Qal Yisrael is because people don't act in the reciprocal way. God's expansive. Right. So I'll be the chosen people. I'll right. act like I right. can do what I want. It, 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 right, 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 right. I right, uh,
1: yeah. That's the opposite. We didn't get to that. Yeah. That's, That's the okay. other it it way. Like. We started uh, one direction but it goes the opposite to it.
0: Why was the TV not given in the b-
1: I'm here for Shabbos, and we'll continue this on Monday base assembling another. I don't have an honor you know. Uh the
0: TV it says you have to take this thing. The TV is turning the TV says, okay. it says, okay. it says, oh, it says
1: my wife says that I'm here. Oh, I don't know. What's the passport? He trumped the TV. What? Like well, why did the person get prepared in the valley as
0: opposed to the smallest mountain? Not in a valley.
1: Yeah. so we learned that. We, we had the yeah, yeah. the yeah, before uh, Shvuas, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's. In the archives. The archives. You'll have Yeah. It's Typhus given. You could become a self-hating Jew from what we learned today. <laughs> <laughs> could be. I don't know why. Uh, you you clarified yeah.
0: me.
1: It says in Shehashirim, at the end of Shehashirim, in Perek Ches, posigvov, Vav, Simeini kachoysem al ka Place me like a seal on your heart, like a seal on your arm. Because love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as uh, powerful or as deep as the grave. Its glow is a glow of fire, the flame of God. This is a very intense pasuk, I guess, like every pasuk in Sheih So the Zohar says, refers to the two sets of pairs of tefillah. Tefillin Shalyad and and Shalyad we put on the arm and Tefillin Shalyad we place on the head but the Ritsuas flow down and uh, cover the heart they go over the heart, the torso and the heart so Simeni, place me like a seal on your heart the Kala tells the Chosen place me like a seal on your heart and like a seal on your arm this is what the Gemara says in Shabbos, in Nebrachis. Tefillin Mara alma meiksev behu. The Gemara says, what does it say? Hashem puts on tefillin like He does every mitzvah. But what does it say in His tefillin? And for the Gemara, mi chaamcha go'y echad ba'aretz. So place me in your tefillin. I want to be your chayisam. Tefillin is called like a seal, a chayisam, which is basically your signature. So place me as a, a choysem on your heart, I want to be your tefillin sheroysh, which comes down on the heart, and I want to be your tefillin shalyad, which comes on your arm, as the Gemara says, that in the tefillin of Hashem, it says, mi chaamcha ki Yisrael goi That's the simeni, the two types of choysem al-rebech and choysem al What this maimer in Ekev is trying to explain is, what's the diuk choysem? Why a seal? Why a choysem? And that's what he explained, that a chayisim has the nature of being what's called chayisim ha that it becomes uh, reversed, called topsy-turvy day in camp, remember. It becomes reversed, it becomes metamorphosized, transformed in the opposite order. So when somebody takes his chayisim or her chayisim, the seal, my kings would always have a chayisim. In fact, Yehuda and Tamar, it's a big discussion with Yehuda and Tamar, one of the three things he gives Tamar is, she demands ha his seal, and he wants to take his seal and imprint it, say, in in shaiva, say, wax, which was a very common way for the monarchs to imprint their seals, or anybody to imprint their choysem. So the nature is that if it's a choysem boilet, if it's a protruding seal, so it creates an indentation in the shaiva, it becomes indented in the wax. So it's mishapech. in the seal It was on the outside, it protruded and in the shiva, it's recessed, it goes inwards. On the other hand of the chaysim, there's two types of seals. There's a seal that is engraved. Engraved. It's on the inside, it's in in in, in, in inward, recessed. So then when you put it on the shaiva, what happens? It actually protrudes, it becomes bailut. And he says ki bitzelam osa saadam Tzalem means an image. So what Peshat keep it? Elekim Elakim Asas Adam. Tzalem is a tsura by A tsura that is boiled. In the Tzalem of Elekim, he creates the Adam. What does this mean? You have simeni kachoysem al-ibecha, kachoysem Alzrayakh. Tfilin sharoish is revealed. Tfilin shalyad is mechusa, covered. Tfilin sharoish, it says, Vero chalame aritz kishem hashem nikro nikra the fillin in the head. Oh, it's revealed. And tefillin Shalyad is usually much more mechus, it's much more concealed, and it's halachically that way as well. Spiritually, this is the Chosim Ali Becha, and this is the Chosim Azrayacha. In tefillin Shalyad, Hashem's Chosim is kevayachal, revealed, exposed. The shins on the tefillin sharosh are also protruding from the Tfilim. The tefillin shalyad is the chayisim that is shaykeya. It refers to concealment. And therefore, because of this, it has a reverse impact lamata, on the human being. From the tefillin sharosh, which is the chayisim ha boilet, comes what? When you imprint it in the person, but aleikim osas adam so the person experiences it in an inward fashion. Yemin Lamaila creates Smoil Lamata. Gilui Lamaila creates Helam, Bitta And the other way around, by the tefillin Shalyad, where there is Helam Lamaila, concealment, the Chosim is shake, it's recessed, it's not protruded. So what comes out by the recipient, what comes out is, on the contrary, something that uh, that protrudes. That's the connection to Tefillin. The Tefillin Sharyon and the Tefillin Sheroj that you asked about. What is the Havana here? So he says, this is the about Eretz Yisrael, that it's Eretz Harim Ufkayas. Eitz Yisrael is a land of mountains, and it's a land of valleys. Of course, mountains represent that which grows. It's tall in its full splendor and stature and height. Not only protrudes from the earth, but grows sometimes to very uh, great, it reaches great and awesome heights. And the koyas, on the contrary, is the valley, which represents a sense of uh, humility. It's recessed where the person actually descends. So the har is aliyah, and the and the Bikr, the valley, is the concept of yiridah. So Eretz Yisrael is Eretz harem ufkoyas. It's both a land that experiences the har and it experiences the bikah. What is the difference? So the Baal Hatanya Al-Tareb explained in this maimar. That it depends on the Chisem Lamayla, and it works both ways. It works with works both Lamayla this way and it works both Lamata Lamata this way. <laughs> The Ritsuas of Tfil and come down on the lave, right? The Ritsuas have to come down and go over the lave, over the heart. There's a shear for the Ritsuas to come down from the Tfil and So they go, it's called, it's, Zoya says, the Talian aliba. They hang, they're suspended, they're suspended over the heart. What is the Havana here? The Havana explains is, for to be a Chosim Lamata, the protrusion above it must come from the concealment lamaila. The more concealment, the more the divine energy is recessed. The more the human beings' passion and creativity can emerge. Why is that? Because from smoil shalamaila, you're going to have yemin lamata, and that's the difference between esh and mayim, fire and water, fire. Represents a person rising. Mayim is yoyred mimakam gavoya, l'makam nomoch. Har, therefore, he associates with fire. Bika he associates with water. In each one, there's two types. There's harim and there's koyuz. There's two types of mountains. There's two types of valleys. As he said, there's two types of ava. There's two types of yira. There's yud. There's hay. There's vav. There's hay. You start off with yira. You go to Ava, you go to a higher Ava, you go to a higher, a higher year. Since the Divine is infinite, so therefore if it's fully exposed, if it's fully revealed, what it does is it creates a sense of katainty in the person. It creates a sense of Humility in the person. Because in the presence of infinity, the person can't feel that they occupy a space, their own space. So it creates a sense of bika, a sense of humility, a sense of bitl. On the contrary, if it's smoila maila, if the choysem is concealed, if it's, if it's held back, if it's contained, if it's withdrawn, if it's withdrawn, the concept of gvure, the concept of tzimtzum, then it allows for the mountain below, so that's where it gets reversed. The same is true the other way around. When the person is in a state of gilui from himself, the sarusa the laela that it's created is the reverse. A choisim shekeya from our boilet comes a choisim shekeya, just like Lamaila. from harim comes bakayas. From his harim comes our bakayas. That's eretz harim of koyas it's also the other way around. From our harem come his vikayas. When the person asserts themselves in a good way, spiritually asserts themselves, it creates lamaila. They could get a... Recipro- what, what's reciprocated? What's reciprocated is de eila of a bika, of a valley. On the other hand, when the sarusa de lasata is what? Is a chayisem shaykeya, not a choysem boilet. When Yisarus Asata is a choysem boilet, so what's Nimshech malmaila A choysem shekeya. When Yisarus Adal Asata is a choysem, shekeya, a choysem of bitol, then the Yisarus Aela is a choysem boilet. Complete revelation without any garments that eclipse it, without any, because in the process of the human being's uh, loss of ego, loss of identity, even spiritual identity, he can experience the full intense revelation of the divine without any compromise, the full choys and boylet, exactly the reverse of his experience. So it works both ways, sai when it starts lamaila, and sai when it starts lamata. From harem become koyis, and from koyis become harem. From harem lamaila become koyis lamata. From koyes lamata lamayla become harem lamata from harem lamata become koyes lamayla and from a bika lamata becomes a har lamayla always a choisem hamisapech btselam aleikim asa saadam simenik a choisem al yibecha and kchoisem al zoriacha tfillin shayad and tfillin sharash.
0: If our service below is a good thing when we're acting as harem, so why would we want to experience the rebbele shalom as a as a shakua as a as a bika? I mean, if, if we're doing something good with our creativity, <coughs> we want the experience to be one of.
1: Right. Um, I don't think it's what we want. In other words, I think it's it's what we access. The Sarusa de la Eila that comes from the Sarusa de la Sata means what we access. Through the human being's sense of expression, they can access the valley of the divine. Through the human being's sense of lack, non-expression of uh, Bittel, one can access the full expression of the Divine. <coughs> huh? <coughs> <coughs> but so, so
0: we said last week about Anochi of Reifer is not quite the way he said it last week. It wasn't just the Rav Shalom's expanse that is created on Avram's Anochi offer Because Avram had this midah of Anochi offer he was fakir and able therefore to experience the Rav Shalom's expansion. Yes, both
1: ways. You're right. It goes both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. What do you want to ask? I don't
0: are you speaking in terms of, because you're saying when a person expresses himself spiritually, he asserts himself in a spiritual, not in an egotistical... Background.
1: Yeah, not a, no, we're not talking about egotistical, we're talking about a spiritual, spiritual endeavor, yeah, cool. holy endeavor.
0: Usually when a person gets to that point, I mean, from a, from a let's say, a creative, a, a creative person can say that when they experience that, that intense spiritual sort of connection, then they can truly, you know, express themselves and assert themselves. It seems that when they when they have that whatever inspiration, it's sort of the recognition of of the Divine within them, and therefore they assert themselves, but not as themselves. I'll explain a
1: little more. Let me explain a little more what it means. Uh, try to bring it down also in a practical way. In every person's avayda, there's two paths, or there's two aspects, and nobody is freed from either. In other words, both are part of life. We'll put them in the words of... Uh, I'll put in a, a, a different expression, but it will bring, it'll bring us to the same point. There's an expression in Zoya, Parshas Truma, Kadiskafi sitra achira es tala de bekol When sitra achira is subdued, the glory of Hashem departs and is, expre- is expressed in all of the worlds. The expression in Zoya is kad is sitra achira. Because there's two paths in Avedas Hashem. One we would call a Skafia, one we would call a esapcha. Subjugation, transformation. <laughs> One in which you have to subdue yourself somewhat, or significantly. And watch, you don't have to subdue yourself, you have to actually cultivate yourself, you transform yourself. And every person's avoid, like in any relationship, there's two phases, there's two aspects, it's usually different times, depends on a lot of different factors, but we all have both experiences. One is when I am in tune with the relationship, I am present fully, I am there. I don't have to challenge myself, I don't have to discipline myself, I don't have to harness myself. On the contrary, I am a mountain, I'm not a valley. There's moments in life when you are a mountain, and there's moments in life when you're a valley. Moments in mo- life when you're a mountain means you're not only expressive, but you're fully expressive. Your heights, your potentials have reached their greatest heights. you become a mountain. Literally like a mountain. In other words, you're in full growth, in full splendor, metaphorically speaking, symbolically speaking. A bika means the other way around. You actually have to create a... a, a there's a cavity. There's a, there's a slope that goes downwards, and that's what the person is experiencing. So it's a very opposite. It's a very opposite emotion. It's a very opposite experience. Harim, a state of full expansiveness. Bika is what we'd call in English a downer. Literally a downer, and sometimes you feel just like what what are you creating? You're creating empty space.
0: Boy.
1: Right. But here is the paradox. Here is the paradox. A doesn't have empty space to accept something. On the contrary, it fills up the empty space, it grows into the empty space, it occupies the space. A bika in this tremendous void, you create what's called in halacha a clay kibble, a receptacle, an openness that something could fill the valley. Because you have re- you, you're have experiencing a recession, literally, I don't mean economically, but that concept, the recession, you create an indentation, a descent into the bika, the bika creates a receptacle, an openness. Let's take this one step further. When we speak about Kevayach al-Hashem, when we speak about it, even though there's no real distinction, but in our terminology there's a distinction, you could talk about it from two perspectives. We could talk about (coughs) God as a reality, a reality that one can relate to on some level, and then there is God as a reality that completely, it's a reality, but it transcends any type of vocabulary that a person could speak of beyond our identity. Or uh, there's an expression of Reb Tzadik HaKayin of Lublin in the Sefer Sitka Tzadik. He says when you talk about Hashem, you could speak about Hashem as a yesh, and you could speak about Hashem as an ayin. Yesh means something, ayin means nothing. It doesn't mean you speak of him as ayin, that it's nothing, nothing in the sense of nothing exists, but ayin in the sense that you cannot define it in any any way. Yes, you can define because it's something. I in nothingness has a great advantage. You can't define it. There's no way you can define it. So here is now the distinction between in a vaydas HaShem between a person being a mountain or a person being a valley. On one hand, in a relationship it's always more Geshmak. It's always more delightful when you're fully present, when you're fully agreeable, when you're fully enthusiastically involved, because the passion is there, the personality is there. That's true. When a person is experiencing a moment of a bika, a moment of a valley, a moment of descent, where they just feel empty, here it's so difficult, it's so painful. But there's also another side to it, and that is, those are the moments when you get to touch something that completely transcends yourself. Those are the moments that are the prerequisite of transformation. I'll quote again the in very abstract language. He says as follows: Yesh is fixed. From a yesh, you'll never have new things. Ayin is nothing. The good thing about nothing is that from nothing could come a new something. When you relate to reality as yesh, it's geschmack, because you have something to hold on to, but there's nothing new. When you relate to the ayin, to the sense of nothingness, from here, new birth emerges. There's rebirth. There's reality. Since so some of you are confused and you don't know where I'm getting at, so we'll make this very practical and psychological. A is beautiful beautiful. Typhus? It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Huh? No, that's Escafia. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let okay. me, huh? I'm just why does the vicar have to be a bad thing? Why can't it be intentional? No, not bad at all. Not bad. Saying, not bad. But you can
0: create a vicar to accept. I mean, that's, that's true. That's true, 100%. To, that's the point. That's the point. So it's not really like a recession or a downer. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a creating a space for something to Yeah, you can create a downer to build.
1: You can create a space But my point is Even if somebody Experiences a downer It can also be positive That can also become positive positive. That's the point But you're right There's no need To experience a downer You create that experience Of a downer You have moments in life When life is agreeable With you Like in a relationship You have moments That a relationship Is very powerful It's intense It's beautiful It's passionate Loving Romantic Full of affection Any type of relationship I'm talking about Of course a, a husband And a wife But really all types Of relationships Each one in its genre And you know what, what, what a good relationship means in that area, whether it's parents and children, whether it's close friends, whether it's teacher and students, of course a husband and a wife, etc., uh, etc., et uh, an employer, an employee, all types of relationships. Of course, everyone according to its gedarim, its, its parameters. Then you have a moment in a relationship that there's, there's a challenge, there's, there's, there's a sense of emptiness, there's a sense of bika. It's a sense where, where I'm not feeling my fullness of self. What happens at such moments? Take it in our relationship with Hashem. You have moments that a person is a a shmak; They feel like serving God. But what happens when you're in a moment that all you need is a skafia? You basically have to subdue yourself. You have to say no to yourself. If a person, for example, has a tremendous craving to something that's immoral, and every one of us knows that in the best of situations, the best of people, the most noble of people, 3 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock midnight, 12 o'clock midday, something overtakes you, a thought, a dream, a fantasy, an emotion, an experience, something you see, something you hear, something internal, and you now have to deal with a tremendous craving, and you know that if you follow that craving, it's going to be destructive field, it may destroy you, destroy your marriage, destroy your family, every person knows what I'm talking about. Or at least, if you're not, you're very lucky. If you do, you know what I'm talking about. If not, this is much better. No need to Google this to find out. <laughs> right. What happens at such a moment? A person then can't feel like a mountain. A person then has to say no to themselves. What do they mean no to themselves? They have to empty themselves out. They have to then become a beaker, so to speak. They have to have what's simply called Yira and bittel. Bittle means I have to. Nullify myself. Nullify myself doesn't mean I have to destroy myself, but it means I have to challenge myself. I have to empty myself out and say, despite of who you think you are, this is not for you. This is, here, assertion is not what's going to help you. Here you have to negate. There's something that you're negating. You're drilling, so to speak, a hole in yourself. You're emptying yourself out, and you're placing yourself in a very humble state, and it can be very frustrating. So here this Maimur is telling us something very, not only comforting, but very powerful. Where do you touch God in a deeper way? Natural, conventional thinking would be fakert, when there's a geshmak, when you're a mountain, ah, now you grasp God. The says, no, no, no. no. When you're a choy when you're a yesh, a good yesh, we're not talking about an egotistical, gluttonous, narcissistic yesh. What a good yesh! A geshmaka yesh. You're experiencing what he says here—an ash, a fire. It's not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's an ash, a fire. He says, shall have There's a fire, He's a mountain. He's aspiring. A fire dances. A fire soars. A fire tries to kiss heaven. But what aspect of a lakus do you access? You access the aspect of a lakus that's a choysem boilot. You understand? You're protrusion, reaches in heaven, something that's recessed. Simply put, you're accessing godliness that your heart can wrap itself around. That's why you have a keshmak. This is a relationship that I get. I like you. I like you. I like you is a beautiful thing, but it also means that I'm only grasping the you that I get. You understand? I like you means I like you. So how much of you am I getting? I'm getting the you that I like. And by definition, that means that the you is not fully revealed. Because if the you was fully revealed, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 This is too much. This is too much. I'm getting a glimmer. I'm getting... And this is even true between people. Somebody told me once, what's the definition of a nudnik? The really is you ask him how he is, and he actually st- tells you. He tells you, you know, you meet somebody, who how you doing? Boruch Hashem. Next, you just lost your house. You just lost this. You just lost that. Somebody, Mama starts telling you how they're doing. Thank you right. For right? <laughs> so somebody says, you know, I didn't mean to really ask you how you're doing. I just meant to be nice. You're supposed to say Boruch Hashem, fine, and move on. What we don't want to hear the full story. So it's, it's intense. It's intense. Okay. So that's a little cynical. But the point in life is true. We don't love... It's very hard to love other people. We love our version of other people. We have a version. We have a certain... Now that version may be true. We're not talking about a delusional man. But it's that which I'm comfortable with. Now I have the bika. What's the bika? The bika is the opposite. The bika is like, I can't make peace with you. There's something here that's a big problem. You know why? Because you're actually getting more of the other person, not less. Because you're getting more of the other person, it's challenging you. It's emptying you out. It's creating a sense of loss in you. But you know what happens? If you stick it through, if you stick it through, you're going to open yourself up to layers, to horizons, to awarenesses that you want to be able to experience. So again, to quote the psadik, if you are in a good place, you're in a state of yesh, you capture God as a yesh. There's no new birth from Yesh, it's fixed. Your God is fixed. Or the words here is, your God is more concealed. If you're in a state of Ayin, of Bika, of bitl, now you can define, you can't define God, so you could relate to the nothingness of God, meaning to the God that transcends any definition or parameter, and from there, new things emerge. Or to, as he puts it here, from the chaysem Shikeya, you access the chaysem boiled v'lo oid meirecha v'hoyu einecha roya es meirecha gilu eire nsav b'li levushem Why? Because when I say no to myself I can access the no of reality. I know, I know grammatically that didn't work. When I say no to myself I can access the the, in Yiddish it works. When you say no to yourself, you can access, in elikus. you have the yeah of elikus and you have the nisht of elikus. The yeah of elikus is that which we know, the nisht of elikus is that which we don't know. That which is too deep to know. That which is beyond, that which transcends. So when you relate to your own yes, you capture ultimately that yes also. When you say no to yourself, in other words, you transcend identity, so then you access the divine that is beyond identity. So you have the divine energy that comes into vessels, that comes into kalim, that shrinks and limits itself into structure. In other words, it's tzimtzum, it's restricted. Or in other words, it's a chayzim shekeya. It's an indented energy, it's withdrawn, it's concealed. So when I relate to my structure and my identity... When my identity affirms God's reality, what am I relating to? God, the way He's within structure. When my structure doesn't affirm it, in other words, when I have to say no to my structure, because my identity does not make peace with it, I have to empty myself out for myself and create a bika, now what do I touch? Now what do I access? Now I access also the divine that is beyond identity, beyond structure. The ain't Saif in its full, full intensity. So here you have a fascinating paradox. The Mesut Magid put it in four words. Allah la keves ufana la soiviv. You know what he touched? hell. Allah la every morning is Alma Kaiman, right? Allah la keves ufana la soiviv. In Hashem there's memale kalalman and soiviv. Memale. Structure. God in structure. Soiviv, infinite, transcendent. Alala Kevish. When somebody has to be a Kevish as Yitzray, la Soiviv, he gets straight to Soiviv Kalalna. When a person doesn't have to be Kevish himself, when his identity is maskim, it's great. It's not Soiviv. I relate to God. In other words, my eye relates to the divine that fills my eye, to the divine that my eye can relate to. In other words, to the divine that is more concealed and structured and limited, and that's why I can appreciate it. When I have a moment that I'm struggling and I don't agree with it, and what do I have to I have? to look in the mirror and say, despite you, you'll fight for truth. Despite your addiction, despite your craving, despite your hallucinations, despite your typhus you're going to do the right thing you negate identity, in that process, you touch the divine that's beyond identity. Allah la you're to a state of kavish. ufan Allah you hit soiviv. Not mamale. In other words, your bika meets God's mountains. Your bika meets a gila oin in some that's much deeper. And that's why the growth that you experience from such a moment is infinitely greater than the growth that you experience just from a peaceful, ongoing, positive relationship. It says, poured in water into the wine, right? And Parshish told us Yitzchak summons Esau to give him the brachas. Rivka dresses up Yaakov like Esau, gives him food from the two goats that she prepared for Yitzchak a lavish meal, a lavish feast to bring to Yitzchak. And the Pesach says, loy yayin On the word loy, there's a mercha chfula, one of the few mercha chfulas in the whole Chumash. Loy yayin what's the loy, what's the mercha? So it says in Zohar, that's what he brings here, that arami yakov mayim liyayin. Yakov poured in water into the wine. So, that's the Merchah Chfula, in other words, Vayave Veiloid, was a double, a double drink, because it was a mixture of wine and water. So the Pashtus, what's the point? Okay, he wanted to dilute the wine, they used to always dilute the wine, because the wine was too strong. It's called Mizug Hayayin, it's in tomorrow, you have many times, they had to be Memazik, they had to dilute the wine. But here the Baratang says it was lahamshik Bracha al Yen Yoyseh. It was to access a deeper Bracha from Yitzchak. Why? Because there's a difference between what wine represents and what water represents. What's the difference between what wine represents and what water represents? So let's see. This is going to be expressed in the difference between two avodas in the Beis HaMikdash. Nisuch HaMayim versus Nisuch HaYayim. And here we need a little introduction of the of the Halachic Facts. Every single day, when they brought the Karbanis in the Beis HaMikdash, Many of the karbanas had what's called nisachim, nischeyayin, wine libations. Like we say in all the musafs that we daven, ovayim ha shabbos shnei chvasim U mimim, ushnei esayyrainim, Min minchabul of ashamin oilos, shabbos rabbatay al atamid, vi niska, or yamtif we speak about, o nisachayim, vi niska, with the karbanais tsibur, the communal karbanas that they used to bring every morning, and a shabbos, yamtif, shkhoidish, holidays. They also used to bring wine libations. The kohen would go up to the mizbeach. There was a special uh, a barrel, a special wine, and they would pour the wine. That was part of the daily avodah in the beis HaMiknash. However, for eight days, that avodah changed, and that was, I mean, seven days for sukkos nisuch hamayim, the libation of water. The libation of water was that in the morning, after they offered the carbon tamar chal shachar. The koyen would go up and it was one would pour a wine, but there was also simultaneously a cephala a, a, a goblet, a flask of gold with water that was also poured on the mizbeach. There was a cavity for the wine, there was a, a cavity for the water, and it would go down, there was a hollow channel, canal through the mezbeach. It went down all the way down to the, to the shittin, underground uh, uh, caves and openings in Yerushalayim under the Temple Mount, under the Harabayas. And we know that Simchas Beis was all associated around the pouring of the water. Basically they used to, dance, it's called Simchas Beis which means the Simcha of base of the house, HaSheeva of drawing. The Pesach says in Yeshaya, we say it, Mitzvah or U'sha'aftem Mayim B'Sasen Mimayne ha-yeshu draw water with joy. And it's referring to the fact that sukkas, Mitzah Yomtef, they used to make a f- festivity, they would dance all night by the, the quartet of the Beis HaMikdash. The Mishnah, the Gemara and Sukkot, describes in detail the tremendous Simcha, the greatest of the Tanoyim, would stand and juggle. It was amazing. Shimon ben Gamliel, the president Nasi of the Sanhedrin, you have to understand, this was the God Ladar, was standing and juggling Eight torches or 16 torches understand what happened there The were dancing all night with music to, 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 the Gemara says he didn't see that he never saw simcha. what was it for, what was the climax of it so Chazal say when it came dawnbreak, they stopped dancing they blew shofar, and they made a march down to the Shilayach spring which you could go visit till today, amazing and you, they took water from the Shilayach spring and they brought it back And after sunrise, they offered the carbon Karbentamit and they poured the water on the Nisbech. Now the question is, it's interesting, between water and wine, which one is more associated with (laughs) Simcha? Wine or water? So everybody knows, nobody ever got drunk from drinking water. Nobody ever started to drink, said, oh, I had a drink of water, let's dance. Or nobody ever proposed on a cup of water. You know, here's a cup of water to honor our... our, uh, our engagement. Wine, is the whole union of wine is simcha. Yayin, he told it that way. Yayin is samach levav The great simchas of Yidna are always associated with wine. Sometimes too much wine, but but wine, whether it's Shabbos, Yomtif, marriage, brismillah, wherever we can, wherever we have a simcha, we hakarain, a cup of wine. Ein oimrim shira, the Gemara says, elal hayayin, we say shira an yayin. But suddenly, it's interesting, they poured wine every day. It was not a gevalt. On sukkahs, once a year, they poured water, and they danced each night, a whole night. The Gemara says that they didn't sleep. They didn't sleep. They would sleep on each other's shoulders, dancing. So you can understand the matzav. Why all as a hachanah to prepare for the water, the pouring of the water? It's very strange. So this is what the Balatanya is going to explain. And this is why Yaakov took the wine, and he poured water into the wine. He wanted to have not only wine but also water. So the pshat is: let's see inside. You see, the line starts Mayim. I mean, well, we're, I learned. I think these few lines, but I think we just learned this line. Yaakov poured water into the wine to access a deeper bracha, a higher bracha. So, this is Pshat, he's going to explain it in a moment. Limitar hashamayim Tishtemayim It says in Parsha Ekev about Eretz Yisroh, what's the Gedder of Eretz Yisroh? Eretz of Koyas. It's a land of mountains and valleys. And the whole Maimah came to explain what that means, spiritually speaking, in Avodis Hashem. There's moments of a Horem, when a person is like a mountain, and there's moments when a person is like a valley. There's moments of... Uh, Tremendous sense of growth, expansiveness, yearning. As he says, the Esh that wants to go upwards, and the soul that wants to go upwards. It wants to grow higher and higher. It's what we call Ratsui. It's the Avraham, shekara har It's that P'china of Avram Shekara-i-Har, called it called it a, a, a mountain. And Harim Lashin Rab, there's different types of Ava. And then there is the Bika, which represents a sense of yira, a sense of humility, a sense of bitl, a sense of mesim atzmoi kishiraim. Right after that, the post says, Limtar hashamayim shamayim tishta mayim. To the rain of heaven, you drink water. Limtar ha-shamayim tishta mayim. So he says, Vizel, Limtar ha-shamayim tishta mayim, Kodom ha-shoysela chavedai shayachze Like a man who pours a drink to his friend, I pour to you, and you reciprocate, you pour back to me. So, limtar ha-shamayim, it goes both ways. Limitar, it doesn't say mimtar ha-shamayim, tishtamayim, it goes both ways. Pidush, what does this mean? Shezeu halos mayin nukvin laham mayin he asked in the beginning, Alpi al, Dikduk, al Grammar should have said, Mimtara Shamayam He says, no. It starts off with Halas Mayanukvin, the elevation of feminine waters, to bring forth masculine waters, which is like we learned before in Tazria. there's man and there's mad. Feminine waters represents the arousal of the feminine, of the woman, of the bride, of Knesset Yisrael. Masculine waters means the flow the spiritual orgasmic inspiration that comes from above from the Mashpia from the Khosn from HaKadosh Baruch The whole story of life is a dance it's a dance it's a relationship between the two between the whole Shirim is based on this anila deidi and this Lee, and they run from each other and they get close to each other and they run back from each other Rabbi Ibn Gabiro was one of the greatest poets of Jewish history in Spain. He has a poem and he says, I run from you towards you. I run from you towards you. In other words, I'm running away from you, but really I'm also running closer to you. Which is a very profound insight in life. Sometimes a person is running away, but they're really running closer. They just don't know it yet. So, there is the process of Mayen and of Mayen Dukhren. In order to get the rain from heaven, it first starts you give, Tishtamayim. I give you and you give me. It's the Mayen it's the arousal from below to bring forth the inspiration from above. This may be the deeper insight into the libations of water throughout the entire seven days of Sukkot in the Beis HaMikdush. The pouring of wine every single morning and every single <coughs> afternoon in the Beis HaMikdush is, of course, joy. <laughs> but wine represents the Choy <laughs> Boilet. It's the seal that protrudes below. <laughs> Yayin represents the joy of the soul, in its tremendous love to Hashem, and that's why what used to happen right when they poured the wine on the altar, a concert would follow. It's hard for us to imagine, but every single day there was a you twice a day there was a huge concerto in the You Hamikdash. I, I say the word concerto, you can have 120 vocalists. This wasn't two Levium standing and, and gargling, you know, some uh, some Rosenblatt or, or Kasavitsky or something. You can have 120 vocalists in the Beis HaMikdash, talented, talented Levium and even others, if they were Meyuchasim, you can even have Yisraelim, with instruments, dozens of dozens, or dozens of <coughs> instruments, mamash of philharmonic, uh, 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 it was I don't know what it was called, I guess the Beis HaMikdash, Philharmonic Orchestra, but it was every single day when they poured the wine. Well, so it wasn't Stam, it was, this was a moment of tremendous inspiration. It was Simchas HaNefesh Ba and that's associated by the wine. The wine poured, and they broke out in song and in music, which was an expression of, of yearning, of love, of, of, of spiritual romance, of celebration. Nisuch HaMayim, water is something very different. You can't compare water to wine. Mayim is a very different experience than Ya'in. It's back to the Choysem Boilet versus the Choysem Shekeya, the protruded seal or the indented, the recessed Choysem, the recessed. We have it even in Halacha. What's the difference between wine and water? The Mishnah says in Baruchas, HaShoysem Mayim Somebody who drinks water when he's thirsty, he makes shakal And that's important. If you drink apple juice, orange juice, mango juice, grape juice, of course, wine, even if you're not thirsty, there's birchas hanen and you make a bracha. With water, that's not the case. Water is considered in Allah something that's tasteless unless you're thirsty. If you're thirsty, we know there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing on a hot summer day, 99 degrees, to come in and get a cup of water, hopefully it's not lukewarm, there's nothing as bad as a lukewarm cup of water on a hot day. But a cold cup of water, but the truth is when somebody is thirsty, because the of water comes from thirst. And even in halacha, there's a mishnah bakol ma'arvin chutz min Hamayim Umin You make an erev. you can't use water and salt, the Rambam says these are things that are things that are tasteless. You don't have, you don't make a meal on salt. You put salt on the salad, you don't make mayim also. Mayim is not considered a drink of hanah unless you're thirsty. What does this represent spiritually? It's the exact opposite of wine. Because you're dealing here with two different experiences. One is an experience of yesh, of hanah, of tainug, of simcha, of choysem And one is an experience of of bitl, of choysem shekeya, And the tainug of water is only when a person is thirsty. What does this mean in a person's life? The difference between yayin and mayim is the difference between somebody appreciating something fully and somebody who is dedicated to something, even if at this moment he or she may not be in the mood and may not appreciate it. That's what mayim represents. Mayim represents, a, ha- a-, a, a on one hand... It seems inferior to wine because in wine there's pleasure, in wine there's joy, in wine there's flavor. A wine you have wine connoisseurs. I don't know if you have water connoisseurs. I don't think you have wine connoisseurs. They know how to take a cup of wine and look at it for twenty minutes and explain to you how it was made and where it came from and the color and the scent and the flavor and the taste. All the wine experts they could sit they could sit their whole life and explain to you and analyze wine. It's a whole it's a whole mahalach. With water, <laughs> with water, maybe there's more to water than wine. I don't know, but even though a drop of water has a uh, septillion atoms, that's uh, what that's one, one followed by I don't know twenty one zeros or so. A drop of water, there's a lot going on in water, but what we're experiencing of water is simplicity. What is this in Avodas Hashem? Yain is the experience of Bina. And, and Mayim, he says, is the experience of Chachmah. What's Chachmah? Chachma he says, is Koyach Ma. Two words. Koyach Ma means the Koyach of what. What do you mean the Koyach of what? It's the Koyach to say what. What's the Koyach to say? Well, that's a very deep Koyach. The deepest Koyach in a person is to say what. I don't know. <laughs> what, Ma. To ask the question Ma, what. In other words, I don't know. Usually, I know. We know everything. To be able to really, genuinely open yourself up to something that may completely transcend you. That is koyach to say ma, memhe, that's chachma. Before bina, bina is when you master a theme, when you master a concept, you internalize it, you get it. Chachma, you don't get it yet. Chachma, you're opening yourself up, you know that you don't get it. And you're frustrated by it. And therefore you're opening yourself up to a higher truth. There's never the Geshmak and the Tainuk that exists in Yayin. Because in Yayin, you mastered it. In Mayim, it masters you. And for it to master you, you have to create an empty space. That's the valley. So when Avoy Hashem, there's moments of Choy When I'm in, I'm here, I got it. It's a wine experience. A water experience means it's not an experience at all. I'm opening myself up to the fact that I can't experience something because it's beyond me. That's why he said the, the, the chaysim shaykeya, the mayim reaches a deeper place in the source because I can't experience it. I can't wrap myself around it. And that's really the concept of kabbalahs oil malchus shamayim. What's kabbalahs oil malchus shamayim? It means that truth is not always dependent on my experience of it. You cannot. Limit truth to your moods and to your experience. Because if you do, your truth is a very, very small truth. It's a very narrow truth. Kabbalah's oilmalcha Malchashamaya means that I understand that sometimes there's a truth that eludes me. It transcends my moods, it transcends my experiences, but it's still true. What it needs is, I have to open myself to it, I have to commit to it. That's why it says, when you're thirsty, you make a bracha on mayam shakal niya because mayim quenches thirst, unlike yayin. When you're thirsty for truth, now you go to the water. Because water will take you to a place that wine doesn't take you. And in a paradoxical way, the greatest simcha by Klal Yisrael came from Nisuch HaMayim, not from Nisuch HaYayin. And the tzdukim would not accept us. Nisuch HaMayim, the Sadducees, would not accept. The Mishnah says in the Sechta Sukkot that there was a Sadducee from Josephus, we know who he was, Alexander Yanai, Alexander Janius in his Greek name, who was a grandson of the original Hashmanoyim, and he really turned uh, turned around during his life, and he did not believe in Nisachamayim. Why? Because it doesn't say clearly in Chumash. It's a halacha There are hints in Chumash, the Tainus, but it doesn't say clearly. So what would they do? They would take the water and instead of pouring it on the altar, they would pour it down on the floor, on their feet. That's why they used to tell the menasseh, bayotcha, lift up your hands. We want to see where the water is going, if it's going on the mesbech, because they would lower it and nobody would see. And he once poured it on his feet. And what did they do? Instinctively, there were 6,000 Jews by the Beis HaMikdash. They pelted the man with a seragim. It's a Mishnah Mesech The mission doesn't say the end of the story. Josephus tells the end of the story. The guy, made a sh- the guy slaughtered out. He slaughtered He slaughtered the whole crowd on the Harabayas, on Sukkot, Alexander Yane. The Mishnah doesn't say the end of the story because the Mishnah is, is trying to bring out the Halacha. It's, it's a horrific story. But that's what they did. They pelted him with a Sroegim. They didn't believe in Nisachayim, only in Nisachayim. What's the spiritual idea? That Stukim had a philosophy of Judaism. The philosophy of Judaism was that Nisach they would not accept. It wasn't just a detail about Nisach It was a concept. The concept that they would, not, they would not accept was, everybody interprets things as they want to interpret it. The concept of Mesoira, they reject it. So Nisach which represents the commitment of Chochma that's beyond Bina, the valley that is deeper than the mountain, This they rejected. The greatest simcha comes from mayim, not from yayim. Why? Because real joy in life comes from opening yourself up to that which transcends you. To allow yourself to experience infinity. And you can only allow yourself to experience infinity is if you're ready to make a dent. If you're ready to create kayachma. So the har is a beautiful experience. But the bika reaches deeper than the har. So when Yaakov wants to get the bracha from Yitzchak, and what type of bracha does he want to get? He wants to get, and here we have to be mashlim from another mimer of the Balatanya to give a little taste of beer. Why did Rivka not tell her husband to give the brachas to Yaakov? Why did she have to deceive her husband? Why the need for it? It's not like the others were not listening to the Imahis. Whatever the Imahis said, the others did. <speaking in Hebrew> Yitzchak, Rivka saw her own mother-in-law. She didn't have to go far. They had a debate. Avram wanted Yishmol in the house. Sarah didn't want Yishmol in the house. Avram asked Hashem, and Hashem gave one answer, and the answer remains a timeless commandment to every <laughs> Jewish husband, Ad as goyel Tzedek, and even after that, Koil Asher Temer Eilecha Sarah. Shema And note, the Reboi didn't say, in this instance, Sarah is right. That's not what he said. He said, whatever Sarah says, is right by definition. Shema Whatever Sarah says, you listen to her. No. So Rifke could have come to Yitzchak and said, Yitzchak, you're a Tayyidah Yid, you're a Halikah Yid, but you really don't know Asaph. Asaph is a stickle rotten apple. And Yitzchak would say, Can be. You have, you have a direct connection. Ask God. Ask God. What would Hashem say? Of course, Rifke is right. When is the woman not right? Whoever heard that the woman is not right? Right? She didn't. Why didn't she do that? She had to deceive. So the Balatanya says in the and Parches Habracha. very deep, and he says that she wanted that the brachas should come from the unconscious self of Yitzchak. They shouldn't come from his conscious self. They should come from his unconscious self. They should come from a place that's L'maylam in Hadas, and that's why you had to put water into the wine, because Mayim versus Yayin is, Yayin represents something that is fully integrated, mayim represents something that's more transcendent. That's why it's tasteless. It's tasteless not because it has no taste. It's tasteless because its taste transcends our taste buds. We don't have a taste in it because it has a power to it that is not fully integrated. But if you're thirsty for truth, you drink water. HaShoy Samayim mine, Then you make a bracha. Sha'akal Somebody who's a tsame. Somebody who's at somebody who wants to touch transcendence, who wants to touch, as he says here, beyond Levushim, this is through the Chaisim, this is through the Chaisim Baalot, this is through the Bittel, this is through the Averabah, the Yireh, the Yireh Law. This is you lose yourself in God. You don't find yourself. Finding yourself is awesome. That's the mountain. Eretz Yisrael. to be in Eretz Israel, you have two experiences. There's the moment when you're a mountain, and there's the moment when you are a valley, and one brings the other. So Yaakov brought water into the wine. He was Mamshech Mayim into Mayim, he says, to bring out a deeper, a deeper bracha. This also was consistent, I think I told you once, a beautiful vart from the Chidusha Harim. Really a fascinating vart that a person, uh, uh, the ger- first Geri Rebbe living in the 1800s, living in the Chidush HaRim, passed away, Tafresh Chavav, 1866. He should say this today, that somebody should say it, say it then, as a Chidush Dover. Chidush HaRim, you know Chidush HaRim, Rabbi Itcham Meir, Rabbi Itcham Meir Rottenberg was the first Ger Rebbe, Reb Itchak Meir, he was a student of the Kotzke Rebbe, when the Kotzke Rebbe passed away, he took over, he moved to Ger, which is not far from Warsaw. So the Chidush HaRim was a great spiritual giant, personally a tragic life, one of the most tragic lives a person can imagine. I'm not going to get into it right now. But the Chidush Harim says as follows, I saw once in some parashas told us, he says, why did Rivka deceive her husband Yitzchak? And his answer is this, she could have told Yitzchak to give the bracha to Yaakov, and he would have said, yes dear, yes Rivka, no question, as I said before. What would have happened then? She would have told Yaakov, Yaakov, your father wants to bless you. What would Yaakov do? First thing is he would go to the mikveh. Second thing is he would put on a gartel, a kapota, ashtrayimu. He would probably learn for six, seven hours. He would make hachanas. He would do everything. And he would go into his father b'dechilu chimu, with yireh and avet, tremendous oar, to get the brachas. And Yitzhak would say, v'yitam al And everything would be beautiful and dandy and uplifted. But Rivka said, no, no, no can't happen that way. Why? The Yiddish Amama was thinking not about the short term. She was thinking about long term. Long term I don't mean a hundred years. Long term I mean 3,000 years. 4,000 years. Or today would be 3,600 years approximately. What was she thinking about? She was thinking, of, this is what he says, there would be a generation of many Jews, maybe most Jews, who would look externally like Esau when you would look at them externally, you may think they're asaf In terms of dress, in terms of culture, in terms of language, in terms of lifestyle, in terms of faith, in terms of observance, in terms of their whole on shawang and how they live. They don't look like Yaakov. Inside, they're Yaakov. They're Jewish. They're Yaakov. But outside, they may appear like Asaf. And Rivka to ask a question. Will those Jews be included <coughs> in the Brakham? Or not? If she would have, sent in Yaakov as Yaakov, who would get the bracha? Yaakov who looks like Yaakov. Yaakov met the shtrimel I mean the shtrimel as a symbolic idea, of course. Rivka decided, that the, and she knew that the bracha has to go to every Jew. So she dressed up Yaakov like Asaf. So who got the bracha? Ha-Kol called Yaakov even though Ha-Yadayimidei Esau. But the Kol is a Kol of Yaakov, the Pneumius is as Yaakov. So she ensured that every Jew, no matter his or her looks externally, and how they define themselves, they're also part of the bracha. And what was the bracha? It wasn't only a blessing on grain and wine and corn and, and dew and etc. That too but it was a bracha on Mikra, Mishnah, B'Rais, Allah, The Gemara goes through the whole cheshbin of what it was. Who's included in this blessing of Mikra, Mishnah, B'Rais, and Gemara? Even the Jew who looks like Esav, but internally is Yaakov. That's what she ensured. That Jew also got the bracha. Not only Yaakov who looks like Yaakov, but also maybe in some ways. L'chadkhila, that's who the bracha was directed on. That's who she wanted to include. Now, take this on a deeper level, and you'll see how it's connected here. How can you explain this? The answer is because consciously he may be Esau, but unconsciously he's still Yaakov. So the bracha also came from a place that's deeper than consciousness. So it includes that aspect of a person that is unconscious. And that's why Yaakov put in water into the wine. Because wine represents a state of consciousness, of full alertness, vibrancy, life. You're fully aware of what you're doing the person completely feels as penimous, he's in touch with himself and so forth. Mayim doesn't have that. Mayim in many ways is tasteless, but it represents something that's very elusive, very transcendent, beyond consciousness. That's where the brachas of Yitzchak came, and therefore they relate to the unconscious of the Jew. Even the unconscious of the Jew, which may be the Yaakov in the Jew, what we would call the core of the Jew, the Pintoliyid, and the Kudus Ayadus, and so forth, that also got the Bracha. So that's Eretz Horem Koyes Limitar Hashamayim Tishtamayim. It's not just you get water from the rain. Limitar Hashamayim Tishtamayim. You give forth water, and therefore one also gets back, uh, gets back the water. And that's why you have the Leviim singing on wine, the Shira, the concert is on the wine, but Nisuch HaMayim on, uh, on Sukkot, that's where the great Simchas sashayev is.
0: This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.